What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned, there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! Hello? Hello, Aurelene. Who's this? Why, this is Dustin! Oh, Dustin! Yeah! (laughs) And today we're going to talk about Scream the TV series, episode one. Yay! Welcome to the show. You would think I've already been drinking, and I haven't been. Um, Are you sure? Because you might want something as you watch this TV show. Oh, my God, yes. I I need something after watching it, that's for sure. (laughs) So, yeah, since this episode is the pilot episode of Scream, the TV series from MTV, and it's actually kind of dubbed Red Roses, which I thought was funny. I was. I thought about this afterwards, and I thought, oh, I could have gotten some rosé. I'm in red rosé, <laughs> but I didn't do that. Instead, I got me a nice red wine, and it's actually red Zinfandel, you know, Ooh. and it's it's Z, which is, it's called Seven Deadly Zins. Ooh. I thought that was kind of nice and kind of poetic for this, so. Foreshadowing. Not? A little foreshadowing, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pour it here for myself. Oh my God, that is actually not sound effects, everybody. That is actual, this thing... That is loud. <laughs> I didn't want to drip. Wow. So yeah, I did not pour a huge glass. It sounds like I did though. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to have me a little bit of this while we recap. But first, I want to introduce you, Orlean. She's the host of Spooky and Strange Podcasts, which dives into um, short stories, graphic novels, even novels of weird gothic weird science fiction anything weird and creepy and you know just good stuff that she finds just about anywhere um you want to tell anybody about the podcast is that or did yeah. I do a good job <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks dustin yeah i just read a lot of weird fiction and i try to make it free or available online or available at your local library so it's not the latest and the hottest but it's accessible Every so often you'll get something that's new, but most of the time you pick you pick some kind of they're kind of obscure sometimes, but they're you know they're usually public domain or just you know free to access somewhere. From what I yeah, understand, I I've really gotten into public domain recently with reading an episode from the Twilight Zone, Ooh. the original short story that it was based on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so really if cool. you're if you're a fan of the epic Twilight Zone episode, Time Enough at Last, that story is in the public domain, and I read the entire thing. That sounds awesome. I, I can't wait that. I mean, is it already out? Is that episode It is. Out? Okay. I must have missed that one, or did it just come <laughs> out? That's okay. It came out in January. Damn. <laughs> 
I'm so behind at all my podcasts. I didn't even realize I missed one of those. All right. I usually listen to every episode that viewers that comes out. Oh, at least thanks. I try to. Me too. I haven't heard all of them, but the ones that since we started talking, I try to catch at least most of them. So if I miss some, I'm like, ah. So now I feel That's embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> it, it was a good one. It's a it's a creepy little story. Okay. Okay. Well, good. I'm going to have to check that out because Twilight Zone is my jam. I mean, sure. I have, I'll tell you later on about a story I have about some weird Twilight Zoney stuff that's happened to me. Ooh. Yeah, it's really it's really creepy. It's more uh, based off an episode from the 80s version of the Twilight Zone. Okay. And it it's this guy I just for the short short part of this really weird guy in it who had white hair and he was trying to warn some guy not to confront his wife for cheating on him because he's made that mistake before. And, and the guy goes and confronts his wife, and it turns out the wife is meeting his best friend. And unbeknownst to him is to discuss his birthday, but he thinks she's cheating on him with his best friend. And he shoots the guy. Oh, and then, geez. Yeah, everybody's after him. And then he meets this blues singer guy that was talking to him earlier who had sunglasses on. He takes his sunglasses off, and his eyes are all white. And he's got a bullet hole through his temple because he killed himself because he did, this, he did the same thing. Oh Craziness, right? Well, later on... Um, I was, I had seen that and not long after that, I was, I don't know, I think at a McDonald's and there was this guy who was like a teenager with like this white <laughs> hair and he had sunglasses on and I was like, oh. oh my God. And he looked just like him and it freaked me out. And then not long after that, we had a, um, a carnival in town mm-hmm. called the Spring Fest and my friend and I were walking around and there was another kid that looked exactly at the same guy that I'd seen before. And he had sunglasses on, and it was nighttime. I was like, why is this guy wearing sunglasses? And at one point, he took off his sunglasses because he was standing. He ended up like, it felt like he was following us around. He was there alone. And we were like 10, and this guy was at least at least older teens, maybe. I don't know. He was was a little Mm -hmm. strange. And it felt like he was following us around because he kept showing up behind us in line at all these rides over and over. And he took it. And at one point, we we went on this tilt-a-whirl with him. And uh, he was just going, <laughs> you know, laughing really weird. And my friend and I were like, on, we're like trying to edge our way away from him <laughs> on the other side of the Tilt-A-Whirl ride because we ended up getting sat with him. It was really creepy. And he took off his sunglasses and he had moles on the temples where the guy in the Twilight Zone had a bullet hole. Oh. It was really, I was like, it creeped my creepy. ass out. Creepy. I know. It's, it was a little too, I was like, no, I don't like this at all. So actually, you know what? I think I can find the name of that episode. I think I took a <laughs> screenshot of it with my phone. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's really, really creepy. It was from, um, yeah, like I said, it was 1980-something. Um, where is it? Damn it. You know what this made me think of as we were doing this? That you and I should have some kind of like drive time morning radio show, but horror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and just have like banter and stories like that. That would be cool. Oh, I know what the episode is. It's it's from March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine, and the episode was number twenty seven of the of the uh, n- the quote new Twilight Zone mm. from the eighties. Okay, and it was called Love Is Blind. Spooky. Yeah, so you should check that episode out. I think it might be on Prime. I think. Okay. So I definitely don't. I don't have out. Prime. You don't have Prime. I'm one of those people. No. <gasps> okay. Well, I haven't okay. had it for like three years now. And I'm sure you feel free and free to do what you want to do and not under the Bezos boot. <laughs> it is it is nice to be like, I order things from companies. 
Not Amazon. Go direct to the source. <laughs> sure, I have to pay for shipping, and it might be a little bit more, but I feel better about myself. <laughs> no, do you know how quickly some of these companies ship now and for really? free? Well, they got to do. They They've com- had to compete. like, re- yeah, and they like. I had no idea, and I was like, "Wow, this is so fast." Great. Well, hey, so, that's yeah. good to know, I've guys. If learned. you don't want to <laughs> get away, get away from Prime and out from under the Bezos boot, um, go you know, go direct to the companies, I guess. If you can find them, do it. Yeah, everybody has a website now. <laughs> everybody has a website. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this pilot episode of Scream. So yes, the the TV show that is supposed to be, you know, the continuation of our beloved Scream movie, and, and here we go. <laughs> kind of an opening i don't know okay so while it's completely different from the movies totally it's got a similarity to it but <laughs> <laughs> so the pilot episode opens and it's a cold open and then all it's showing is this like nighttime it's a darkened dock on um the on the water of some lake and we hear this faint singing of the song called daisy bell or quote Bicycle Built for Two, which was written in 1892 by Harry Dacker. Um, I don't know who sings this version because everything I looked up online doesn't really say who's singing this version, but you could probably find they're all sounding the same. Like when I went on Spotify or I tried to play, I was like, a lot of these sound the same if it's a guy, especially singing it because it's a guy singing this. And it's just creepy and it fades in. Daisy, Daisy, give me a rise of blue. And then and then it just kind of fades away. And I'm like, what was that? It was the weirdest opening. <laughs> yeah, it sets up this like cool, spooky, weird opening over like a, a foggy lake. And you're like, ooh, what's this? Ironically, it gives you this gothic vibe in a way. It does. And then like smash cut to <laughs> <laughs> a video being uploaded to YouTube of two girls making out. <laughs> it, it goes like straight into... Like the lurid spectacle. Like we just had this like weird quiet moment and then it's like, bam, social media, virality. And somebody's spectacle. typing in like Audrey face suck extravaganza. And I'm like, yeah, Dang. like it really goes crass from that from that opening. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of, it's it, you know what, but it, it kind of, it's a very big juxtaposition, you know, big flip right there. And you have like this, this great score. I actually love the score for this with the, the violins and everything, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's like everything's going on really quick. And, and you see all these, like um, it's gaining hundreds of follows and reposts. People are watching it over and over. The, the comments are horrible. You get stuff like Audrey Jensen's a lesbian and what a shame. And wow, Audrey is naughty. No wonder she turned me down. Just stupid stuff like that. And then you kind of cut to Audrey, who you can see clearly in the video pretty much. You can't see the person she's kissing very well, but you can see Audrey is just watching this and is just devastated. She's got this devastated look on her face like, oh, my God, I cannot believe somebody posted this. And it's kind of yeah. sad. It it's like it's so strange in this first couple of minutes. We get the spooky weird moment, then we get the YouTube video, then we jump out of the YouTube video into real life and we get this like second of real emotion with Audrey. And then we jump again. Jump right into Tyler and Nina arriving at Nina's house in Tyler's car. And basically Tyler's like saying she's vicious because 
you're you're ba- you're basically thinking she's the one who posted this video with mm-hmm. his help somehow. And she just kind of justifies it saying, quote, the week are outed and eaten. Like, that's just okay. That's how things work. It's just work. high school. It's just high school. <laughs> like, this is a good new thing. And, you know, she's like, and then she's looking at her phone, which I love this part. She goes, chirpsters all over it. I'm like, what the hell Chirpster. is chirpster? <laughs> it seems like a Instagram mix with Twitter. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. This came out in 2019. It's a video of two girls in high school Wait, making was it 2019? Out. Netflix said 2019. I couldn't believe it. No, it can't be 2019. No, it was, it was June 30th, 2015. 2015. Okay. Yeah, I think the 2019 was season three was the oh. latest season. Still, yeah. okay, 2015. This is a video of two random high school girls making out. People don't care this much. Not at they this don't. point, no. They don't. It's not even exciting. But if you can tell that somebody is timid about it, they're going to jump on it and they're going to feed into that, you know, that paranoia and kids are mean, you know, they're just going to, all right, we can bully the crap out of this person because they actually do care. And, you know. Well, also Nina is like the meanest mean girl, stereotypical, rich teenager with like no morals and no parents. And we should, we should also tell people this is Bella Thorne, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is. She, I don't even is. know what Bella, because when I watched this for the first time, everybody was like, oh, Bella Thorne, Bella Thorne. I was like, who the fuck is Bella Thorne? <laughs> yeah, I guess she's supposed to be our Drew Barrymore like parallel, and she <sighs> is not, because this girl is, I, I don't want to, I don't know if I should say dumb or just like completely unthinking, because yeah. this is one of the dumbest kill scenes ever. I'm trying to think. She was on something when she was younger, and I'm trying to figure out what it was. I know she was, looks like she was in Alvin and the Chipmunks, one of those movies. She was in The Duff. Um, I'm going backwards. She was in some CSI. Yeah. She was in, come on, give me something. I know she was in something with like either Nickelodeon or or Disney. ABC Wizards Family of Wa- movie? Wizards of Waverly Place. She apparently was in that. That was so long ago. I know. That was from like, that was 2010. So. She was she's a youngin. So okay. yeah. Wow. But yeah, she's since had like a sex tape leaked and oh, all that stuff. No. Yeah. All that okay, stuff. Okay, well, I she plays just like the worst person in oh, the yeah. show. It doesn't really feel like a stretch for her. <laughs> Sadly to say. I'm not saying that she's a bitch, but she does this very well, uh, maybe a little too well. But um <laughs> she's, you know, anyway, so He's all over her and she's like, hey, he's like, your parents are out. Can I come in for a drink? And she's like, no, 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 I ain't doing that. So A drink. Your parents are out. You're like 16 and it's a weeknight. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? And so she's like, she gets out of the car and leaves him, you know, with his, I'm guessing with a uh, blue balls, I guess. And um, she goes inside and there's a cute little Pomeranian waiting for her. And she's clearly rich as fuck because, you know, she has this huge house with all these glass windows and the landscaping. And she pulls up her phone and goes, play music. And (laughs) I guess this was pre-Alexa days. I don't know. But this is supposed to mean like, oh, she's got money. She's got automated things, you know. Um, And then she's all, she's undressing and talking to the dog. Do you want to go into the hot tub with me? You can't go into the hot tub with me. This is just like so exploitative. It is. It's unnecessary. But then (laughs) she gets a video text of herself and she looks at this video and it's herself saying, do you want to go in the hot tub with me? Yeah. You can't go in the hot tub. Three seconds in the past. It's the scariest video text you could ever get. 
And she looks around. She's like, what the hell? And then she gets a text from Tyler and, and she's like, and he's like, how does it feel to be the star of the show? And then she's like, what? So but she still, turns. so creepy. It is. It <laughs> freaks me. It's Paranoia City right there. But luckily she looks over and she looks at the computer and she sees the camera on her laptop and she's, and it's clear that that's where this video is coming from, this feed. And so she, you know, she goes and she slams down her laptop. She kind of says to herself, Tyler, you are skating on restraining order Lake. <laughs> Which was, Cause, what? yeah, it's like weird harassment. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after she says that, she gets a text from Tyler saying, am I on thin ice? I'm like, uh-oh, that's weird. Right. Someone is in your house. Someone Literally is in right there. your they house. They heard you murmur that. Right. Someone is like five feet away from you. I'm like, check your closets now. But instead, instead, instead she's like, ooh, this is sexy. I should well, get in the hot tub. <laughs> well, first she goes, Tyler, if you are in my house, you are dead. And she's running through the house. <laughs> And uh, she goes outside to the front door and looks around and there's nothing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. How many horror movies? How many horror movies do we have to see? Or like when they do that, like somebody slips in behind them. You know what I mean? Yes. Don't open your doors. But then she gets another video text and it's her walking out the door and looking outside and somebody's behind her. Goosebumps, like it's so scary, and she has a like non reaction to this. She's like, huh? Well, she's thinking it's Tyler messing around with her. So, but you still, know. that would be like wild stalking. <laughs> yeah, and then he sends a text, or presumably him sends a text that says, "Maybe you'll get more views than Audrey's video." And then she just kind of yells out, "Maybe you should grow up, and when you do, I'll be outside." So that's when she goes over to the pool area, leaving the dog inside. She's like, no, you can't go out there. And yeah, but wait, it's not just like you come over when you grow up. She's like, I'm going to get all sexy in this bikini and just be sitting in this hot tub. So when you grow up, come join me. Yeah, it's a little like, what? It's totally what? inappropriate because like, even if it was Tyler, you're being like hyper stalked and harassed in your this own This is the home. definition of asking for it. <laughs> like, this is not, none of this is like a fun, sexy game. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> So she gets she gets to the hot tub and she looks over her shoulder right before she takes off her robe and she sees the lights go off inside the house. I'm like, so scary. Call 911. Then she texts, was that you? And the text back is maybe is this where it gets interesting? What the fuck? And then she flirts back says, maybe I underestimated you. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> he sounds like he's going to murder you. I know. <laughs> so then she does like she takes off her robe in this like weird striptease way. Before she gets into the hot tub and he gets a, and then she gets another text that says, quote, you're killing me. <laughs> Which is like levels of of just dramatic Great. irony that will be revealed in a second. <laughs> Great play on words there. So then she texts him, then get over here and do something about it. I'm like, oh, Ew. don't say that. Don't say that. Ew. And then ding, ding. There's a text that says, heads up. Oh, my God. And then Tyler's severed head falls into the pool. Not just falls, is is thrown like a, yes. (laughs) Like, it looks like if a child were to, like, jump in the pool. A cannonball. Yeah. And then she sees that it's his head and finally is like, oh, no, something is wrong. But (laughs) what? What's that? All she does is kind of like, 
run haphazardly around her compound. <laughs> she crawled. Well, first, like, first, I want to talk about this head. So, this head, it, this prop. What did you think of this prop of this head? Um, I mean, it looked like he'd been dead for way more than the eight minutes it's been since we last saw him. True, true. I thought it looked better than I remembered it because when I was watching Valentine not very long ago for the first time, there's this part in that movie. Have you seen Valentine, by the way? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, there's this part in the movie where it's toward the end and Marley Shelton is the final girl and she has given her boyfriend this note that said IOU TLC or something like that. Okay. And um, she's looking around because everybody at the party is gone now. She's looking for her friends and she goes down to this koi pond and then she looks down and she sees her note floating in the water that she gave to him. She's like, what? So she reaches for the note and pulls it out. And when she does, this head floats to the surface. Oh, my God. It is the fakest looking head <laughs> I have ever seen. I don't know. Have you ever watched Dawson's Creek? Yes. When when Joey, when they were making that monster movie and Joey, they made the fake head of Joey and how fake yes. it looked. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. It looked like a paper mache okay. head. It was so bad. And in my memory of this show, that's what this, that Tyler's head looked like. Now it looks better oh, than the Valentine yeah. one, but it, still. It wasn't that bad. It's just like, it looked like he had been dead for days and maybe kept in a freezer. Yeah. And maybe I watch way too much true crime and horror to have that thought. Maybe Tyler had a twin. <laughs> We literally just, he was driving a car like eight minutes ago. Or there was some kind of cryo freeze nearby. They could just throw him in. It just doesn't and, make sense. And also doesn't. like, where was he murdered? In her driveway? I no, know. Because she just walked out there. Like, he must have driven like 10 feet away. You'd been think murdered. that we would hear something. Right? <laughs> but no, no, wait. She did turn on the music really loud in the house. So that I mean, would cover it up for her. But what okay. about her neighbors? Like, anyway, I don't know. It's little bit of a plot hole there but you know whatever we'll go with it so she screams uh, eventually and <laughs> jumps out of the of the hot tub running to hide behind a tree trunk yes yeah, she doesn't even what people are watching you what are you doing like, get out of there and then her hands are too wet to dial the phone so she tries siri and she's like dial 911 and siri says okay calling pottery barn <laughs> which i mean it's happened to me, not with 911. <laughs> but there's also a button so you can like emergency call. Maybe that's now. Maybe, Maybe that wasn't. Or she but just didn't still. have the right phone. But also, like, why are you carrying your phone if you can't use it? I don't what, know. Where are you going? Go outside your house. Like she I, just I runs. Run to the street, run to a neighbor, something. Right. She runs to the interior doors of her own house and is begging to be let into where the murderer is. And no one is home, dumbass. She's like, somebody help me. I'm like, no one's home. We established this a few minutes ago. <laughs> you were there by yourself. The dog just yapping. And it's almost like she's pleading with the dog to let her in. I'm like, you know, that dog's like, six inches tall right <laughs> it is just like it is one of the dumbest deaths and it has like none of the suspense or the fear of the original scream it does murder it doesn't you know but they're trying they are they're trying and it's oh. it, it, it creates somewhat of an intrigue at least to some to some extent because suddenly someone is behind her you see the reflection in the mirror in the window behind her and they stab her in the back and it looks like the kidneys maybe that I kind don't of know. area brutal and then she tries to run but she's like weak from i guess bleeding or from where she was hit and also she falls. she's heading towards the pool i know like why are you running toward the pool like <laughs> why 
I'm gonna swim away. I don't I don't know. It's help me, blah 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 blah. I don't <laughs> I'm gonna take a drink to that. Um it's so weird. So yeah, she falls down. The killer pulls her up, just slits her throat, and just like pushes her into the pool. She, he, you know, the killer's done. There you go. You're dead, chick. And the killer looks up at the camera, and it's a weird mask that is kind of like a more humanoid version of the ghost face mask from the movie screen. What did you, like, when you first saw this mask, what did you think initially, Orly? I was just like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> this isn't Scream. The mask is kind of like, oh? Like, oh. it doesn't resemble the ghost. I was like, that's not Ghostface. What am I watching? Well, yeah, it's not Ghostface at all, but it's got that that weird long mouth O kind of thing it's going on. It's definitely creepy still. It's creepy. in a different way, and it has nothing recognizable to me, so I was just like, oh, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> and then Scream shows on the title screen, you know. And- yeah, because they're like, Oh, you think this isn't Scream? Well, it is Scream. It's just not the Scream you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I I remember these first like few minutes, like the whole Bella Thorne part mm-hmm. being shown or released like a week earlier to kind of create people, you know, oh, what's going on with this, you know? And, and I guess it's because of her popularity, you know, because she was popular with the Gen Z or kind of. The I guess, Gen Z. <laughs> The, I mean, was it Gen Z? The 2015's Gen Z, right? Still? That would be the teenage crowd, right? Gen Z? Yeah, I mean, they would have been watching this potentially. Yeah, so I guess the Gen Z crowd, you know, that's that's what I was trying to say. So, you know, I'm guessing that's what they were trying to go for, but, you know. Yeah, they certainly were not looking for fans of the original Scream. No, no. Although this is kind of taking place in a town that seems similar to Woodsboro, but it's Lakewood that's the name of this town. And um, they kept the wood in there. So <laughs> just cool. To let you know, there's a wood in this town name. Um, we cut after this title screen, uh, we cut to uh, the Duval house. And it's the next morning. And Emma Duval, who's Willa Fitzgerald, who is now in uh, Reacher, the Jack Reacher show on Prime. Ooh, dark. And <laughs> she soon, she actually plays a sheriff, not a sheriff, but a deputy in that. Um, and she's soon to be in. Um, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Mike Flanagan's uh, Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Oh, I am excited for that. With Mark Hamill. Did you know Mark Hamill was in that? I just no. found this out. Yeah. A lot of people in that, it seems. And I was like, huh, but I need to find out about this. Did you know that Mark Hamill was also a villain on Criminal Minds? Mark Hamill is great at being a villain. You know, he's the he voice is. of the Joker, mostly. Yeah, in the... he's a good villain. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He also played... Um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. He was in the flash. He was like one of the flash's main enemies. And I just forgot his name. Oh my God. But he played a goofy. Yeah. It was like in the old John Wesley ship flash. And then he showed up in the new flash, the new um, CW flash. I was like, huh? It was kind of neat how they tied it all together. I forgot what his damn name was. If you remember his name audience, you know, be sure to tweet that at me or something. Uh, I'll probably figure it out after we close out here, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Let's play along. Anyway, so yeah, so Willa Fitzgerald is Emma Duvall, and she's helping her boyfriend, Will. I'm not going to go through every actor in this right now, but <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, the ones I recognize the most of, I will. Um, will is cramming for a calculus exam because he didn't show up for their study session last night. And he, his excuse is that he got stranded and his phone died, so he couldn't call her. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, that's like, hmm, suspect that number one. That doesn't sound real at all. And <laughs> also, they that's like the whole point of this conversation is the exposition of like, where were you last night and what were you doing? And we're like, oh, right away, like, oh, did he kill her? That mean girl? Oh, Ooh. shit. Because oh, no. he looks like a murderer. He does kind of have some creepy features, something about him. Like his his lips are the same color as the rest of his face. It's really kind of strange. But um, <laughs> I mean, I can't help it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, so he says something like, um, well, she's like, let's get back to this work. And he's like, X is a moron who didn't call the incredibly gorgeous Y to tell her he couldn't uh, make it last night. I'm like, gag me. Come on, shut uh, up. Get the studying, kids. So they kind of kiss a little. And she's like, come on, why don't you stay for breakfast? And he goes, no, I have to go. I'm like, where are you going? You're going to have a buddy? Going? What's going on? What, what do you need to do? <laughs> wait, wait, you got some blood to clean off something? Come on, <laughs> tell, tell us. But he leaves and her mom comes downstairs and um. I'm going to say from the start that her mom frustrates the shit out of me throughout this whole series. Why? Just, she's so like, uh, why? Uh, uh, uh. She's kind of whiny and kind of like breathy and just kind of, uh. <laughs> I can't even like, if you could see my face audience, it's like, uh, oh, Emma, uh. you know, it's just, <laughs> so yeah, she frustrates me. Like I just, she just, oh my God. Anyway. So she comes downstairs and she's like, did I just see Will leaving? And she's like, relax, mom. We were just studying. And she was like, this early? She's like, yeah. And then Emma tries to change the subject. She's like, how's Clark? And mom's like, that's Sheriff Hudson. More budding exposition. I know. It's it's great. It's very forced, but I love it. Emma tries to encourage her mom, um, like saying that the sheriff likes her. And she's like, come on, mom. You're a coroner, not dead. I'm like, okay. So she's a town coroner. This is, oh my God. This is the... Not the greatest writing in the world, but it's fun. It's campy in that way. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what makes it fun. At least I like to think so. Anyway. But her mom changes the subject, like, whatever, whatever, you know. And then it cuts to school. Like, it just goes right to the school scene. And we see Audrey from the beginning, the one who was making out with a girl in the car in the video. She's walking around with a video camera that apparently she carries around, which reminds me of me because I used to do the same thing. I was the weirdo who carried around oh, a video that's camera. that's so funny. I did that too. And I <gasps> took it to college and then I made like videos of our friend group. <laughs> I did the same thing. Oh, oh Arlene. <laughs> we are kindred spirits. Isn't that great? I think oh. it's the Aquarian in both of us. That's probably it. I, but see, <laughs> the thing is, I need to get all of mine. Um, I have like VHSC tapes. Those were all oh, mine. They're on wow. digital. So I had to get those digitized. I have like a huge box full of like <laughs> stuff from ninth grade through my freshman year of college. And then that's, that's when the camera broke and I couldn't use it anymore. But oh, but yeah. So yeah, I had for a good four or five years. So yeah. So yeah. we identify strongly with Audrey we're right totally away. Audrey's. We're Audrey's <laughs> right now. <laughs> But anyway, so she's walking around and everybody's basically openly talking about her and looking at her. And she's just, you know, everyone in the entire school cares. Everyone in the entire school saw this video and cares. Come on. Have you been to high school? And you know what? Like the whole thing was the old adage was one in 10 are gay. And there's more than 10 people at this school. <laughs> well, that that's the like, are they freaking out because it, it's a like a viral video because she was making out because it and was a girl? Was like, nothing her. is controversial about this video. 
Yeah, <laughs> I I agree, but you know, I, it's just because of the bullying aspect. They're like, that's the girl that got bullied for being gay and being herself and out and proud. Sure. Oh my god. Anyway, so then up runs her friend Noah, our Randy of the show. Oh, a, 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 the poor man's Randy. He is, but he's great. I like Noah. I like him more after this episode, but in the pilot, he doesn't come off great. No, he doesn't. Well, I think that's kind of the plan, too, at the same time. But I think it was really forced. They might have, you know, had a lot of time to rehearse the pilot. They usually do. They have a lot of time Mm -hmm. to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And so it becomes a little forced, I think. That's the reason why pilot episodes of shows feel different than the rest of the series. Because that's when they finally get to, they're allowed to just kind of be loose. Mm -hmm. And they learn their lines and go. And they learn their lines and go. But when they're doing a pilot, it's kind of like rehearse, rehearse, then do it. You know, and they don't do it as much when they do regular shows, from what I understand. So sure. And also one thing about this pilot, they have to make everyone look potentially like a murderer. Right. They had to set it up right from the beginning. And this is right. like the longest episode of the season as well. This is like, you know, 44 minutes, whereas everything else is like 39. You know, it's like five minutes longer than the rest of the show. So uh, than most of the episodes of the show. So. So they, they kind of have a little bit more to go on and they have a little bit more, I guess you said, exposition to throw out there, like forcefully put out there. They really, they they like drop it in front of us. They're like, hey, here you go. Boom. Now, what do you think? But, you know, I like it, you know. So he runs up to her and he's like, it's the lady of the hour. I'm like, dude, come on. But he's 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 her best friend it seems. He But he's also mm-hmm. kind of hurt because she never told him about this girl, Rachel. And he had to learn about it from a viral video post, you know, and, you know, but he still at the same time, he knew that it was going to be detrimental or not detrimental, but devastating to her. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, you, you find out that he's kind of some kind of a whiz or smarty pants because he tried to trace who put it out there and he couldn't. And I'm like, oh, so he has that capability of tracing people. So he's obviously like a hacker or something, you know, he can do something. It was totally nonsensical where like if the video was uploaded to a third party service, like you would have to be able to track who uploaded the video to the service. So you'd have to hack like YouTube slash Clickster. Chirpster. Chirpster. (laughs) Chirpster. Get it right already. So he would have had to hack chirpster which is like hacking twitter don't do that don't don't hack the chirpster you're gonna go to jail you're gonna get chirped (laughs) oh my god can we please start a company just so we can have that be our slogan you're gonna get chirped you're gonna get chirped (laughs) (laughs) tweet tweet motherfucker anyway uh meanwhile um on the quad i guess you would say um emma and will are sitting there with their friends brooke jake and riley Brooke is another kind of rich bitch type. Jake is a douchebag jock. Riley is kind of the sweet one who's popular because she's pretty, I guess. Maybe she has money. I don't know. But she seems sweet. And, you know, they're all sitting around. And Emma's upset because, you know, they all agree to trash that video. So apparently she was there when it was shot. And it wasn't right for someone to post it and out Audrey, basically, because that's not their place to do it. And everyone says that they didn't post it. They, you know, but they're all kind of dismissive about it, you know, and and apparently we find out that Emma and Audrey used to be friends back in the day. And um, yeah, before she joined the meanest clique at this high school, the popular crowd. Yeah, I don't even think they're popular. They're just hateful. Like, they are. Who would look to these people and be like, these people are popular? No, these people are mean. Yeah, like that's they're true. mean to each other. That I don't understand. I mean, 
Emma is not a great person. You know, that does say learn. something about like what we see as uh, uh, you know the popular crowd. Is when, when we see the mean kids, we automatically, and they're kind of attractive, we automatically assume they're the popular ones, you know? Right. Whereas I did not assume that because I couldn't stop thinking about Scream the movie as I watched this. And then yeah. it made me think about like the, the friend group we follow in the Scream the movie and how they're not the popular kids. I think they're just like, a kind of outcasty, non-athletic friend group. Yeah, they're like they're nothing known. in particular. They're known who, like, I'm sure they people know who they are, but they're not like right. They're everybody's not looking popular to them, or you know. unpopular or like it wasn't about that. It wasn't status quo stuff, no. And I don't even know that we know that these people are popular. They're just rich and mean. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but there's something about the original scream too. They're just kind of morbid and kind of like what you know. Yeah, but they felt like more people. I, I don't know. I guess like Matthew and Skeet in the original felt more like riffing off of each other friends as opposed to just like literally one of these characters says, I need gory details. Yeah, that comes true too. <laughs> That's true. They're trying to create some kind of dynamic, you know what I mean, within this group and they're doing it very blatantly. So that we have- and all the boys in the school look like serial killers. They Why? do. They do. They all had this like look about them. Like, hmm. was that a casting thing? Is that a direct? Is that a direction they all got? Like, try to look as morally gray as possible. <laughs> look a little broody, but also a little psychotic, and don't blink very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everybody, every single one of you, yes, geeky ones, do the same. It's thing. like everybody except Audrey pretend you're a serial killer, and no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, all right, so Brooke, who we assume is the new Nina, I guess, because she's kind of bitchy and pretty in a way, you know, um, she's played by somebody I know who's in a lot of other stuff. Um, I can't remember what she's been in, though, right at the top of my head, but she is, where did, where I can't even find her name anywhere. What the fuck? There it is. Her name is Carlson Young. What a name. I like that name. Hmm. She's been in a lot of stuff. I think I saw her recently in something she was oh recently she was in emily in paris and um she's That's a also big change yeah she was also in csi cyber i think i saw her in that and she was yeah she was in an episode of grim okay that's probably where i saw her before because i knew i recognized her but she looks older than a high schooler she just does she has that look even if she was like a high schooler she probably would look older than a high schooler she just has that look it's her jawline it's you know Everything about I her agree, just- but they do a good job with like the hair and the clothes. Yeah, to make yeah. her to like de-age her. I-, I agree with that. Yeah, so she's sitting around. She goes, "Well, maybe you know." She's trying to make Emma feel better about it, I guess, in a way. And she goes, "Well, maybe Audrey will Taylor Swift her energy into one of her little films." I'm like, "What?" And you know, so you're like, "That's not helping, Brooke." And then you know, of course, Will's like, "Well, it'll just go away. The next big thing will happen—a car crash or something. And people will stop talking about Audrey." He's trying to make you know Emma feel better about this. I'm like, "Don't." It sounds like somebody just is not taking the blame for something, you know? Right. And um, so then we cut to Mr. Branson's class, which is a whole other can of worms. We'll get into. Oh my in gosh, moment. I have so much to say about this class. <laughs> oh my god, Mr. Branson, who I've seen in a bunch of Hallmark movies, by the way, since the show. And I just can't look at him the same way ever. <laughs> Um, I can't see him as like the male, the, the nice male lead after this show, but um, you know, whatever. So Brooke is talking during class. Branson's up there talking about a book. It's a literature class and um, which apparently they've been reading something called the castle of Aranto. 
Otranto. Otranto? I've never heard of this. Yes, it is, what is a this? it's an old school, I wanna say sixteenth or seventeenth century spooky story. I may Damn. be totally missing that, but like it's an original spooky story okay and it's like 500 pages and i'm like damn that's a long it's serious i've i was never assigned it in a class honestly i'm really surprised they're reading it in a class but it's a stretch for a public school (laughs) (laughs) for them to be reading this book but apparently branson they must be in like ap lit or something i don't know but he has very high standards but um, she's talking and, you know, somebody's like, who's that new guy over there? And she goes, that's Kiernan. And he just moved to town. And and Jake's like, I thought you weren't into high school guys. And Brooke's like, no, I'm just not into you. And I'm like, ooh, burn. Um, <laughs> just silly banter. But that's when Branson, like, notices that she's been talking and calls on her. It's like, hey, what genre are we reading right now? And she's like, uh, castle genre? <laughs> and Kiernan's like, no, we're reading gothic. And I'm like, oh, so you're obviously smart. But and, also broody. Ooh, and broody, you know, with your little mole on your face. But, you know. Um, yeah, and he only says that so he can say things that set up, like, this meta monologue about why you can't do the thing we're watching. I love it, though. I love it. I hate it. I, I love hate it because it. it's so obvious. <laughs> So, yeah, I hate it. They start comparing like the gothic genre to t- things on TV today, right? And they're talking about Walking Dead and the American Horror Story and Hannibal. And then Jake's like, what about Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween? And that's when Noah says, uh, those are slasher movies. You can't do a slasher movie as a TV show. And then uh, I know this is where he dives into Noah dives into uh, this Randy-esque speech. And he's like, I'm going to give a quote right here. Think about it. A girl and her friends arrive at a dance, the camp, the deserted town, whatever. The killer takes them out one by one. 90 minutes later, the sun comes up. A survivor girl is sitting in the back of the ambulance watching her friend's bodies being wheeled past. Slasher movies burn bright and fast. TV needs to stretch things out. By the time the first body's found, it's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences. And meanwhile, while he's saying this, Nina's family comes he's like narrating basically as Nina's family arrives home to find their daughter dead in the pool. Yes, Noah the omniscient narrator pisses me off when it's like <laughs> is he a character? Is he a serial killer or is he like the god level narrator that we follow? Because it's not just this episode, but it sets it up in this episode. Wow, calling Noah a god. Oh, that's that's a stretch. <laughs> he, the the level of narration and the way the show is edited around yeah. the things he says. So self-aware. It's just such an interesting choice of how they cut up the show. But it's fun. It's like they're making fun of themselves at the same time, you know. Are you they? I think that they're I honestly think like it's not funny. Like they're not making any fun. They're just saying it like there's nothing funny or clever about it. They're just saying it. And I feel like they're like, can we get away with this? We just well, said remember, the thing. Because you know, Randy did the same thing in the movies. It's like, yeah, this thing happened in the movies and this is this. And, you know, and this is how, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't like, I don't know. Here this are is the just, rules. You know, that kind of thing. Everything here is so like, there's no subtext. 
everything characters say is like critical for them to say to move the story along. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And you know, like I said, <laughs> you know, it's the pilot, so they got to start hate it off somewhere. I, as I was watching this scene, I even wrote in my notes, I remember that I hate this pilot now. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it three times now. This was my third watch. Wow. Okay. And yeah. I was just like, because the first time I watched it, I couldn't really get through it. I gave it another chance and I was like, okay, I'll keep watching. And this time I was like, wow, you really see the threads. It does get better from here. I will say it that. It does. It does. This it, is not a good pilot. No, it's not the best pilot in the world, but you know, <laughs> we'll move forward. So Nina's family came home and they found her body. And we're assuming the next day is this next scene. And it's some mandatory grief counseling, I guess, for everybody in the school um, or, or everybody in her grade knew her, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Which doesn't happen. It doesn't. I don't. They're usually they'll say, hey, there's grief counseling if you need it or if you want it. But they don't usually say you have to come here and talk. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, everybody's sitting around. Jake, like you were saying, is preoccupied looking for more gory details in the news. And he wants, I'm like, dude, chill out. What the hell? So Your gross. friend just died. And I mean, on the one hand, that is kind of realistic, but still gross. Yeah. And then <laughs> Noah doesn't want to be there because he's like, you know, I'm a, my interest is peaked. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad that it happened, but I'm not grieving for Nina. Like there's, I don't have any feelings about this. Why do I have to be here? Yeah. Noah, we leave these things inside our head. Yeah, you just don't. I'm like, don't. And especially to people that were close to her, apparently. Right, you don't you know? need to say this out loud at grief counseling. Tell your close <laughs> friend and that is it. You were not close to these people that you were talking to. Like, what are you? And you know they were close to her. Like, what the fuck, dude? Anyway, so then Riley seems to be the only one with any empathy. And she was like, um, uh, guys, Nina was murdered in cold blood. Doesn't anybody <laughs> care? <laughs> I'm like... But Emma's like, you know, she hasn't been saying anything. She goes, it just doesn't seem real. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. So Jake's like, oh, 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 finally something, something. And they're talking about how the neighbor said our, her throat was slit from ear to ear. And that maybe, and the papers are saying that maybe Brandon James is back. And, and everybody, you know, is like, oh, and this prompts Emma to get really mad. And she's like, Brandon James is dead. And she gets up and storms off. And I'm like, uh-oh, what was that about? Yes. I do want to note, though, when uh, What's-His-Face says that thing, it looks so fake that I can't tell if that was, like, bad acting or if that was supposed to, like, let us on to him being suspicious. Because the way he acted it, I felt like he made it up. Oh, like he made it off the top of his head? Or they told him, like, hey, you know what? We're going to add this in. No, or, like, he's Sorry, trying... Sorry, that's me pouring more wine. Like, he knows it because he's the murderer, but he's just saying it like he just came across it. Like, I can't tell how he's playing it. Yeah, that's true. So this whole time, we never saw Kiernan, but Kiernan, the new guy, is sitting over to the side that we didn't even see. And he's been sitting there listening this whole time, <laughs> randomly. And he's like, so um, who's Brandon James? <laughs> and Noah's like, well, he's this guy that went nuts and killed a bunch of students 20 years ago. And he says that Brandon James had, quote, Proteus syndrome, which was like the elephant man, in which he shows him a picture of Brandon James. And he kind of looks like Eric Stoltz from Mask. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? But blurry, like the picture's yeah. blurry. And I went, oh, you know, and apparently Brandon was treated horribly by his family, except for his brother, Troy. Yeah, um, he didn't just go crazy. What 
what's horrifying about this mythology they created is that like this community or set of people like tortured someone to a breaking point and then he turned around and murdered them and like oh no he snapped one day <laughs> right and you know noah has this like empathy for him because it was like he wasn't just crazy he didn't go he wasn't nuts from the he get-go wasn't he wasn't crazy was, at all he was turned nuts like he was he went crazy from they the torture him. and the bullying and is everything. it even going crazy i argue no. what's the crazy part well it's not crazy it's i guess it's well i wouldn't say crazy i would say Right, that's what I mean. Like unhinged, they created, and you 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 lose it. You like, just like you don't. All of a sudden, you're like, I can't take this anymore. I've got to stop these people from doing this to me, and I'm going to kill them. You know. They also no. They physically attacked him. It's not crazy that he physically attacked them. That's what I don't know why they created this mythology where we have empathy instead of like just using the first scream events. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um. But no, I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm just going with what they put like, what they put out there. Oh, totally. I just feel like, oh, wait, are they now trying to draw a connection between like this popular bully got murdered? Is well, he wasn't it, a is bully, it the though. bullying thing? Yeah. Well, Nina was. Oh yeah. Well, she was. That's the, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Are they trying to say this is about bullying? Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like, it's not just like, oh, no, some guys went crazy and killed people. Is there, like, a theme behind this? If somebody like, gets bullied enough, and it, I guess it's going to try to make it look like Audrey did something. That's what the that's whole That's what I'm wondering. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you kind of think, well, maybe she's a suspect, that kind of thing. I see right, because she's getting pushed and pushed and bullied. And maybe it's just, they just got too much. And she snapped, you know. You know, she ends up on a, a Wii TV show. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so apparently Brandon James um, was treated horribly by his family. His dad wanted nothing to do with him. He was basically locked in a shed or something. I don't know. Um, he and his brother was the only one who was nice to him. It's just kind of mentioned offhandedly. And then we also know that he had a crush on a neighbor girl and would write love notes and make little wooden figures for her. And at some point he got up the nerve to go to the Halloween dance at the school and we're seeing this in flashback mode and he wants to go talk to her. He goes, I really like you or something. Mm-hmm. And then she sees him and screams her head off. Because of his face. I know. But it doesn't but make like, sense and, because I thought they had met. But no, that's where I'm going. Him, like, Later on, we learn that they knew each other and it's like, wait, huh? Right. It doesn't make clear. sense. Or is this kind of like what people think happened that she screamed? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, that's true. Maybe it's not a flashback. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's just Noah. Kind of a, it's one of those flashback kind of like metaphoric not metaphorical. it's like an imagined flashback exactly. it's what noah thinks happened here's the events that happened and this is what i think happened and then so right. apparently some drunk asshole kids beat him up thinking that he was trying to attack her and that he's a monster and they beat him up and this sets him off and he goes out and he kills five of those kids you know and stabbing and maiming some other ones you know and um and then they're looking for him and somehow this girl which we saw the figure that he carved. It was a wooden heart and it said Daisy on it. Mm-hmm. And which hints the Daisy song at the beginning. Um, later, the girl quote Daisy lures him to a meeting by the lake. And she's like, you got to stop. You got to turn yourself in. And he's like, Daisy, I really like you. And this he is so it. sad. It is really sad. And you know what? The, I could see this part happening actually. And then he hands over this wooden heart. He carved for her and he hands it over to her. And just when he does it, 
the one that says Daisy on it, just when he hands it over to her, the cops shoot him from behind and he falls into the lake, presumably dead. Yeah, but that's all that scene shows why he wasn't crazy. Oh, no, he was just he nice. was attacked. He attacked people back. He had a crush on this girl. He wasn't socialized into the community. Like, this is the saddest, not related to It wasn't craziness. It was, it was a breaking point. You but know like, what I mean? This is just a sad story of a community that, like, didn't support someone and also, like, taught those other kids badly. And, like, this is just sad. And made them be the victims. And it's like, like no, why he is was the victim. <laughs> right. Like, why is this our scream mythology? That's so sad. I know. <laughs> but it sets up for good story. So... <laughs> Moving forward, apparently Emma's dad, um, she's upset because her dad was one of the people that got stabbed by Brandon James, but he survived and he was okay. But so, you know, Kiernan's like, how do you know all this about Brandon James? He's asking Noah and Noah's like, you know, he just has a thing for serial killers and Noah's, you know, Noah thought about it a lot and thinks that Brandon James was basically bullied into freaking out and killing people and he's, mm-hmm. he's empathizes with them. And Noah also says that no one knows who the girl was that Brandon liked. And that's, that's we, not true. That Just we, Noah doesn't know. Well, I think uh, that's true, but um, Noah, it has a quick cut right when he says that cuts to Emmy, Emma's mom, Maggie going through a cupboard and pulling out a box and she opens the box and what's inside, but that same wooden heart that says Daisy. Oh my <gasps> God. Shocking. Oh my God. Oh She's Daisy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They really, they sat on that for no amount of time. They were just like, here it is. <laughs> we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to make this a mystery. They should have made it a mystery, I think, but you know, I think it would have felt we're what? Who cares? <laughs> we don't care who Daisy is. That's probably why. But anyway, the next scene on the school lawn, the kids are watching uh, uh, the sheriff's press conference on a laptop. And the sheriff says that they can't find Tyler O'Neill, who was Nina's boyfriend. So basically, they think he's a suspect of who killed Nina, though we, the audience, know that Tyler is D.E.D., dead. And, uh, you know, but they're thinking, oh, he's on the run. He's on the lam, you know. So Brooke is preoccupied the whole time, wondering if a keg is enough for tonight. And Emma scolds her for having a party at a time like this. And Brooke says, quote, a prayer. It's a prayer visual. Visual. Excuse me. Vigil. See, I've been drinking. <laughs> um, it's a prayer vigil. And people get thirsty. Oh my <laughs> See, God. this is where it feels like the original scream. Like, why are they having a party? <laughs> I mean, but I don't. Like, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's weird that there's a party. I guess it's fine because none of these kids have parents except for Emma. <laughs> uh, presumably, they have no parents. They just all live on their own with their money that they got somewhere. So there's talk of Tyler and Nina fighting all the time. And, Jace- and Jake basically blames it on the fact that Nina was a, a slut, basically. She slept with most of the sports players in school. Yeah, they're so slut-shamey about it. They really and are. She, he- what do they call her? Like a sex assassin? <laughs> what the hell? Them with sex. sex assassin. Oh, that sounds like a great. <laughs> I mean, that would be a really great fun. Pamela Anderson show. Um, <laughs> what was that show she was on? VIP? I have no idea. Was that the name of the B, the B show that she was on? It was like syndicated. I think it was called VIP. I have no idea. It kind of sounds like it should have been called sex assassin now. <laughs> but anyway. 
So Brooke wonders where you know Jake was Monday night, and Jake's like, "Well, I was with Will up to no good." And I'm like, "Hmm, mm, maybe literally." Yeah. So this prompts Emma to go, "Um, excuse me, you said you were stranded." He goes, "I was stranded, and Jake came to get me. I didn't have my phone; it wasn't charged." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, Will." Mm-hmm. It was our psychic mind power. That's how he knew to come get me. I know. I'm like, "How did he come get you if you couldn't call anybody?" Where were you? At no point does he say like, "Where was he stranded?" I know. That seems like huh, Emma's not Emma's not the character I want to be attached to in this pilot. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um I like Willa Fitzgerald, but yeah. Emma's yeah, Emma like, the character is not great. No, she's not. She gets better later, but you know, still. Um so Emma sees Audrey across the way and runs over to her and she's trying to be nice, though it's very, very awkward because it's obvious that they do not talk anymore. But she invites Audrey to to Brooke's party and is like, hey, you should come. We're doing this thing. But Audrey's like, I can't. I'm grounded due to a certain video. Also, and- why why would you want to say like, hey, you know these people who've been bullying you? Do you want to come to a party with them? Come on. For fun. Yeah. For Deal fun? No, that's not fun. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't. Why I would don't- you go? I would never go to that party. How could somebody who's clearly not a bully be friends with such bullies? And they don't bully her. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that Emma wasn't a bully, too. That's true. That's true. What did she do in the past? Yeah. Like, we haven't seen her until today. And now I think she is experiencing some of those, like, maybe I'm not a very good person moments. Well, you are who you hang with a lot of the time. So especially if anything, you're going to look like you're not a good person because you're hanging with the wrong people, you know? Yes. So. But anyway, so she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm grounded. And Emma's like, well, come on. She insists that she try to come. I'm like, she just told you she's grounded, but whatever. Right, why? And so and she tells Audrey, you know, bring whoever you want. I'm like, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But you know? also, why would both of us come to your dumb party where you're probably going to film us and then upload it to Chirpster again? <laughs> I know. I mean, I get that Emma is, in her mind, I'm sure, is trying to be an ally. But at the same time, it's so like. So badly done. You know, it's like. Come on, read the room. <laughs> Just offer to get coffee with her sometime. What are you hey, doing? Hey, do you want to talk? You know, <laughs> right. you know, do you want to like go over here and sit down and have a quick right. conversation instead of me just barging in on your life and like, hey, join Be my friend, friend group that Emma. obviously hates you. <laughs> so we cut to Wood Shop and Will walks up to Jake, who's making something and asks if Jake has cleared whatever it is off of his laptop. And Jake's like, no, not yet, but I will just very dismissive. And Will is serious and freaking out saying that, you know, now that Nina has been killed, if they get caught, they could be wearing orange jumpsuits for the rest of their lives. And Jake just smiles and says, bro, I don't want that, but your fingerprints are all over this too. And I'm like, hello, blackmail threat. This is so like the conversations and looks these two have between them in this pilot are so suspicious that I'm like clear red herring. Like, <laughs> I know, yeah, it's so yeah. heavy handed. It's like what? I mean, you're obviously not doing something right, but at the same time, you're not a killer, or you're right. not a killer, or at least one of you isn't. Um, yeah, it just seems like hmm. I don't, I don't know there. Hmm. So Will just gets mad and says, "Just do it," and he storms off. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna make him do it a little faster. <laughs> so yeah, so Brooke, it cuts to. Brooke entering Mr. Branson's room and closing the door oh behind God. her because he asked to see her. And he says, you know, like he asks her how she's doing, considering everything, and doesn't even wait for her response. And then says, 
you know, I think we should uh, discontinue our study sessions. And she's like, she kind of flinches, but she's like, okay, Mm. quote, but what am I supposed to do on Saturday night when you call me up after a few scotch and sodas and ask me if I'm wearing any underwear? I'm like, this is just went into uncomfortable territory. It's so uncomfortable. It's already an established, you know, because that's a trope now in teen shows. Like there's some kind of teen teacher relationship, you know. Yeah, but now we finally progress to the point where we acknowledge that it's gross and predatory. Yeah, and it's already (laughs) happening. We're not even seeing this beginning. It's in the middle of it. Like they've been doing it for a while. And the fact that he calls her up while he's drunk and says, hey, you know. Oh, how did the beginning? What the fuck happened there? Oh, oh, God. (laughs) I want to know how that started. That's really right. What, I want to what know. was the first? How did he have her phone number? Why was he like thinking about calling a, a sixteen or seventeen year old girl on the weekend? Especially when we find out who she is in the community. I'm not going to go into oh that. Oh my god, that's even better. I know. That's where I'm like, dude, you're just you're playing with fire, you know. But that's also a funny thing to say. Um, <laughs> once you watch the show, you will know. Audience, watch the show. So anyway. He says, this can't end well. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. And she goes up to him and says that she's not wearing underwear right now and starts to kiss him inside Uh, the school, no less. They're in the classroom. There are like windows and doors all around them. You know, I mean, she has nothing to lose. So I can I can see her point of view, but he needs to just be like, no, (laughs) you need to step away. I think it's like during the school day. (laughs) Exactly. It's during classes. Like it's it may be like lunch hour, but still someone can walk by. You know, I don't know. So we go to the Duval house again and Emma answers a knock at the door. No, and she looks out the window, but no one's there. So she opens the door. Why would you open it? Why would you open it? Why would you open it? I guess, I mean, it's a small community, ding dong ditch or something. Someone just got murdered. I know, but it's not like. It's not like she knows who they think the murderer is. Oh, wait, she does. I know. These people are dumb. They do the (laughs) stupid things. It's just, it's the way of the the slasher, I guess. The TV slasher, if that. But um, so she goes outside. She finds a small package on the porch and she looks at it. And her mom walks up asking what it is. She goes, do we know anybody named Daisy? And she hands the package over to her mother. Uh-oh. And the mom looks at her first, looks at it for a second, kind of has this worried look in her face. She's like, somebody just probably got the wrong house. I'm like, oh, my God, mom. <laughs> Not that Emma notices anything. She's just like, okay, cool. Bye. She ended the car horn, <laughs> car horn outside honks. She's like, oh, it's Will. Got to go. Bye. And the mom's like, but, oh. So you the might mom, get murdered. <laughs> just. Don't get murdered tonight, honey. <laughs> Just don't get murdered. So, yeah, Maggie takes the package over to a table and, of course, grabs a, a kitchen knife, which, you know, and open. Look, she looks at the card first and it says, Emma looks just like you at that age. I'm like, ooh, <gasps> ooh, that's creepy. That's really creepy. But so she takes the kitchen knife and she opens the package. And inside is a bloodied heart. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So Emma's mom is being stalked by somebody. And I as I watched this pilot for the third time, I was like, wow, this should really just be called stalk. (laughs) Or holler. (laughs) Because like every character in the show is like stalking or being stalked. (laughs) It's a very, it's not a safe knit community. 
or watch because somebody's watching you. <laughs> Ooh, someone is watching everyone. They, and they are. I do think are. in its defense, as much as I am bashing it, I do think when it comes to like the direction and the cinematography, there are a lot of notes or allusions to like older horror movies uh, like Halloween and whatever the lake one is. But I can barely appreciate <laughs> uh, them. Friday the 13th? <laughs> yes. Whatever the um, lake one is. <laughs> whatever the lake one is. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I agree. That does have some good cinematography and some good, you know, shots and, you know, good setup. I think the pacing is pretty well, you know, like, again, we again, it's the pilot. It's the pilot. It's over the top. It's the pilot. So now we're at Brooke's lake house party and Brooke saying that her dad is visiting his lady friend. So he's going to get some while she's having a party, apparently. What? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Will is worried about a scout from Duke showing up at his game tomorrow, which whatever. Emma's trying to calm him down with kisses. Bleh. And just as that happens, Audrey and Noah show up. They arrive on the scene and Brooke goes over to them. It's like, hey, welcome to the party, guys. Here, you have some drinks, you know. And Noah says, you know, hey, I have a house just like this in the Hamptons. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is, you know, self-deprecating humor. It's, you know, Brooke laughed. She thought it was funny. Um, so everyone stops and just stares at Audrey as she walks in. She just yells, I'm the one that kissed a girl, okay? And then What she, year is it? I know. Like, I'm like why? The Katy Perry song was already out long before this. This doesn't happen. You don't go to a party, like a house party full of people and everyone just stops to look at someone because you like kissed a girl. This doesn't happen. I know. It's, <laughs> oh my God, what's she going to do? Is she going to go nuts? Well, she kind of does when she does what that. What if she kisses another girl? Oh no. Like oh what Lord. is the. She's just going around kissing all the girls. It's just like hysteria. <laughs> Well, what's funny is that she goes and grabs a bottle of tequila and runs off. And then Jake walks up and he's like, she got a whole bottle of tequila. I predict some girl on girl action later. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Jake. The dialogue is not smart. Jake is cute. I will give him that. He's a good looking guy, but he's such a douche that he's just like, Ugh, I don't want any of that at all. Also, why did Audrey come? Why? I don't know. Because Emma asked and she wants to be friends with Emma again, maybe. Okay. Down. But then cut to... Audrey came to the party to like sit alone and brood. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Brooke thinks she just showed up, you know, just showed up, but then she finds out that Emma invited her. And um, and just as she says that, Kiernan shows up and Brooke's like, I invited him. And she's all happy about it. And I'm like, I thought you were in, you know, again, I thought you weren't into high school guys. We all know this now. Um, <laughs> you're into high school teachers. Anyway. So, you know, we go to over to Emma and Audrey. They're sitting by the pool and talking a little bit. You know, um, Audrey tries to, you know, get Emma's video. And Emma's like, no, stop. Oh, don't do that. I hate that crap when girls do that. I'm so ugly. Oh, oh stop. I'm yeah. like, don't. Emma asks about the girl that Audrey was kissing. And she's like, who was she? You know, how do you know her? And Audrey's like, well, you know, me and Rachel, we met on a film site. Rachel's really smart and funny, but she hates how she looks. And Emma's like, sounds like us in eighth grade. And Audrey says, yeah, but then you got pretty. And then there's like awkwardness. Says the pretty girl. And I'm like, and I went, and then she's like, but that doesn't mean that I like you or anything. And Emma's like, no, no, no. She goes, I'm not a lesbian. She goes, no, no, maybe you're bi-curious. I Emma swear, like this script was written like 20 years ago. And it was written by a man. <laughs> oh, yeah. When totally. when she said bi-curious. I, I don't even know who wrote the script. Who wrote the I script? I was like, 
Oh, remember the time briefly when we said by curious? That was fun. Okay, yeah, the teleplay was by Dan Dworkin, but it was and Jill E. Blotvogel. So Okay, was, but is Dan Dworkin 50 when he wrote that? Like, none of this matches I don't know any anything about Dan other Dworkin. like teen media of the time. <laughs> it's I don't know. These are weird names. But anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> they're really weird names. Um but yeah, so they have this thing. She's like, don't worry, you're bi curious. You know, if I was trapped in a car with Scar- Scarlett Johansson, I would be all up on that. It's and so like, weird. It's like, Emma, you're not good at this. Maybe I mean, you're Scar- trying. Scarlett wants none of that. But, but like, know. yeah, it's but, so awkward. Somehow it makes Audrey feel better. And Audrey's like, I miss you, Emma. And she's like, I miss you too, Audrey. And meanwhile, Noah is elsewhere pouring drinks. And that's when Riley, the sweet popular girl or supposedly popular girl, walks up and starts to talk him up and she seems a little geeky too. There's not much of a conversation there, but you know, it gets a little deeper later. And um, it goes back to the Duval house where Maggie has called Sheriff Hudson over to show him the heart, which she's deemed not a human heart, but still creepy enough. And she tells him about, you know, Hey, by the way, that girl that Brandon James liked his, her name was Daisy and I'm Daisy. And, He's like, whoa. And she's like, yeah, my family kept my name out of the papers because I was a minor and only my family called me Daisy anyway. So police records, police records attached to a set of murders. You would think that the sheriff (laughs) could look this up, but I guess he doesn't. I mean, he's not considering the Brandon James angle yet, I guess. But she says her ex, Kevin, which I presume is um, Emma's dad, couldn't cope after being attacked that he ditched town. But she doesn't know where she is, where he is now. Fair. So the sheriff's like, okay, I'll track him down. So, you know, now we got another suspect, I guess. And she shows him the note uh, and she's like, I'm worried about Emma's safety, which, you know. Yeah, she probably shouldn't be at some random ass lake party right now. I know. Which going back to the lake, it goes right back to the beginning scene where it's the lake and you hear Daisy, Daisy, give me your eyes a boot or something. I don't know the lyrics to this. And uh, and it just shows that, and it goes right back to the lake party again. I'm like, what, yes, what was I, that? I feel like – so I got to this point, and I was like, okay, we're setting up all these mysteries, but, like, this is the big mystery. Is Brandon James, song? like, a creepy <laughs> river ghost, or is he alive and murdering people? A river ghost. <laughs> because they've <laughs> – it just seems like they're setting up like river ghostery. This feels like a job for Scooby-Doo and the gang. For the it ma- does. For Mystery Inc. It really does, doesn't it? They should have just plopped them down in a shaggy, you know. Shaggy's basically Noah, I think. <laughs> no, and, Shaggy's way more fun than Noah in this pilot. Well, okay. I give you that. But, you know, he becomes that, I guess. We're and talking then, about the pilot. <laughs> Okay, we'll throw Shaggy in later. <laughs> oh, zoinks! Anyway, um, I don't know why I just said that, but <laughs> so now Riley and Noah are holding a salon about slashers around the fireplace. Like everybody's gathered around, just listening to Noah, and I'm like, really? It's You're- all he ever talks about. So apparently, he knows his shit. I mean, you know, um, he's like, yeah, you know. They're talking about slashers, and then Kiernan pipes up saying that they're in the natural slasher setting in a house next to the lake where a killer died. I'm like, I would say that. I would for sure say that at a party. Yeah, well, they are. (laughs) I mean, it's totally true. And you know, I know. You know, Audrey says that you know 
she doesn't know how to feel since Nina made her life miserable. Um, Will says that their lives will be more sane now that Nina's gone. And Brooke implies, this is where Brooke pipes up and implies that Will may have slept with Nina. He goes, well, you know, yeah, your life will be a little bit more sane now, now that Nina's gone. And it's basically implying that he slept with Nina and this causes Emma to storm off. She's storming off a lot in this. Yeah, I don't think she's happy. She's not. And he catches up to her and she's like, did you? Did you sleep with her? Did you? And he's like, well, we were on a break. We were on a break. I'm sorry. That's what I I wrote. I wrote, thanks, Ross. I can (laughs) never hear anyone on TV, even if it's super serious, say we were on a break. Friends ruined that for us. Yes. (laughs) I have specific feelings about being on a break. But in Emma's defense, or even Will's defense, it it was a little less than a month. They had time apart. It wasn't one night. <laughs> it wasn't I mean, a few that's hours why, later where Ross hooked up with somebody else. That's why Ross is unforgivable. That, exactly. He's so terrible. He is terrible. But at the same time, they were on a break, technically. Okay, but if now, it's it was like, too soon. If you're, if you're like four hours into a break, you're barely on a break. I agree. It was way too like, soon. Don't but jump she the said gun. the words, I want to take a break. Yes, and he decided... I want to end this relationship. I want to go screw somebody else. Like yeah. that was his response. <laughs> I, I agree with you. They're both in the wrong to me. I think they're both in the wrong. But he, she they insists- never should have ended up together. She shouldn't have gotten off the plane, Rachel. She shouldn't have gotten off the damn that plane. That haunts me. Like go to Paris. Live your dream. Let him, you know, do the long he distance thing. He can follow you. He can follow you to Paris. Ross is, Ross is horrible and Rachel's stupid. We'll just give him that. Okay. Um, anyway, we're going back to screen. We got way off track on that. Um, (laughs) Ross and Rachel to be continued on that one. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it was less than a month and then he hooked up with somebody else. So she's like, one of their friends, not just someone else, someone in their mean click (laughs) who we all know, according to Jake is a known slut (laughs) is a known. No, I'm sorry. Sexual assassin. Okay. We'll give her that. We don't know what this girl has, is what I'm saying. <laughs> At this point, she's been with a which, lot of guys. Which means we don't know what Emma has, and that's why she's mad. Oh, I would agree with that, for sure. What? What did you give me, Will? Oh, she's yeah, burning Will mad. Sucks. Literally, she's burning down there. Will sucks. That's why she storms off so much. She's trying to rub out the burn. Um, oh God, That sounds horrible. <laughs> So yeah, she goes off. She's like, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get a ride from somebody else. Leave me alone. Meanwhile, so back at the house, Brooke is telling Riley how she's upset with herself for spilling the beans about Will and Nina. And then Riley notices that the lights are on in the garage. So Brooke says, I told people it was off limits. And that's when she says those fateful words, I'll be right back. Why not just have your friend who's standing right here go with you? I don't know. Like it makes no sense. I'll be right back. Just leave me, you know, I'll, just go just do stand something here by yourself. <laughs> Don't go with me or anything. <laughs> You're useless. <laughs> That's basically what they're saying about Riley. Poor thing. She's the only one that notices things. She is. She's the only one paying attention. So while Brooke goes off to the garage, Noah is still sitting in his in the middle of his salon <laughs> at the party. And he's like, you know, you know, we're pretty much safe at this party, though, because it's a big group of people, people. 
you know, like Terminator doesn't go through and, you know, kill a whole bunch of people at once. He goes through, you know, I'm like, why are you comparing this to Terminator? That's not a slasher. And, and but he's drunk, I guess. So maybe that's why. Well, I wonder if he's just drunk. I don't know. Or if he's roofied or something. I, I definitely wondered if he gets roofied in this scene. It's possible. It's possible. They don't really make light of that. But yeah, it's definitely possible. He says something like, quote, slasher dude is a wolf waiting for one of us to wander off alone. And then it goes back to Brooke going into the garage. And now the lights are off and they're not working. Why are you in here? I'm like, well, the lights are off. Go. But she hears like the ding of the car. There's a car door open and she sees the headlights of a car are on, which I thought was really weird. It doesn't make sense of why this is going on. Because there's someone here who's trying to lure you into the garage. Brooke, for the love of God. I know. But she goes. She takes the bait. And then she goes in. She goes to the car, gets in, turns the light off, close, you know, and then she, you hear, like, you, as of a blade. As slowly as possible, she does this. I know. It's like, what? Hello? Hello? She just keeps saying hello. Like, I'm like, no one's going to answer. Get out of there. Even if you think it's Tyler, get out. I know. Just get the hell out of there. So she's like, she gets out of the car. She kind of starts to rush back to the house, starts to rush. And that's when she runs into Will in the doorway. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he flip, walks over and just flips the lights on. I'm like, well, now the lights are working. Mm. What the hell is that? Mm. Huh. Mm. He comforts her for a second. And then he's like, it's okay. It's okay. And then he goes, oh, by the way, Brooke, if you ever get between me and Emma again, I will break you. I'm like, whoa. Normal threats between friends. Like, damn. But, you know, at that point, though, she really should have shut her mouth. She shouldn't have got involved. She, if she was going to say something to Emma, she shouldn't have done it in front of him for sure. That's why I'm so confused why we get the scene where she's like, I can't believe I said that. Yes, you can. And, like, clearly it was a calculated that's, decision because you never told that's Emma. you as a character, Brooke. You right. You that. never told Emma and you've had it in your head this whole time just waiting for the moment to deploy it. You can't, I don't know if it's because she's drunk that she says it or, but she's not drunk. She's not I don't drunk. trust her. I don't, no. I just don't trust her. I wouldn't trust her as a friend for sure. So we go back to the party, the salon. <laughs> I love calling it that. All these kids talk about is horror movies. They do. And Noah is now drunk and he's just passing out and he passes out in front of everybody. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And we see Emma is going to leave the party in a huff, but for some reason she goes to the greenhouse and that's where she sees Kiernan. Oh, for some reason, this this new guy that she's just strangely attracted to who also looks like a serial killer. <laughs> These girls just don't know any better, do they? <laughs> but uh, he invites her to stay and asking if she's okay. She confesses that she feels stupid for feeling that people are good deep down. And he reminds her, hey, it's high school. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably the smartest thing anybody has said in this whole show. And um, she asked why he's, she was, why are you here? And he was like, I'm avoiding Brooke. And she goes, no, I mean, why are you here in Lakewood? You're so rude. <laughs> why are you here? Right. I mean, my God. Um, and he's like, well, my mom and dad, my mom and stepdad died in a car accident. And now I'm coming here to live with my real dad. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he says, you know, you, you know, you seem to have a perfect life. And she tells him about Will and Nina. And she says something like my perfect boyfriend slept with the deceased. And he, 
and he says something like, oh, we call that a necrophiliac or something. Yeah. It's like he's in a totally different show when he makes that joke. And she's like, oh, my gosh. It makes her laugh, though. And she goes, you have a dark mind. And he goes, you have no idea. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's Yeah, not I mean, they, they must have cast for this. Oh, they totally did. They casted for this chemistry, especially. Um, so she says she should go back to find her friends. And he's like, do you even like them? And then, you know, they kind of had this like moment where he gets really close to her and she just leans up and kisses him. And they, it's well, not wait, even one of those. But first, before she says to me, the most mystifying line of the whole episode. What would she say? Are you even supposed to like your high school friends? Yeah, you're supposed to like your fucking friends, Emma. Like, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> are you even supposed to like your high school friends? I'm like, well. Why are they your like friends? The you're hanging around. Right. I don't understand. And then they kiss. Which, and then they uh, kiss. Because apparently yeah. he's like, ooh, that's hot. <laughs> and it is kind of hot in a way. I mean, that, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been at a party and something like this ever happened or you're just kind of like attracted to somebody and it just happens on the fly and you're just like, oh, that was hot. You just out of nowhere. I kind of get well, with that. I just that would be hot. It's just more like she says this really awful thing where you're like, God, do you have an inner life? Like, what are you doing in there? And you're like, yeah, let's make out. <laughs> let's just let's just do this. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut over to Noah, who wakes up on a floating dock in the middle of the lake. He's been drunk, and now he's stranded in the middle of the lake. And he's like, somebody help me. And I'm like, oh. And not only that, he has been stripped down. He's only in his underwear. I'm like, I would be scared to death because it's I mean, awful. It's so scary. Considering you know that this is the lake, this is like an infamous lake. There might be the ghost of a killer nearby, the river ghost. <laughs> For sure. There is a potential river ghost. And like, you are alone. You're almost naked. It's the middle of the night. You were just drunk. <laughs> yes. He's still drunk. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, it, it's been like 20 minutes or something. I yeah. I'm like, man, that was a quick. Get him out there really quick and then I'll go on back inside and act like nobody knew. I know. That happened quick. That is some, I mean, I have to get into these high school kids. They organized that to a T. That was perfect. I mean, damn, that's some organizational skills. So, yeah, he's creeped out, you know, creeped as all get out. And he decides to, you know, okay, I'm going to swim to shore. Oh, my God. That decision. I don't, I'd sit there for a while. I don't like getting regular lakes in the daytime. (laughs) I don't want to get in one at night. A dark, like inky black lake at night. Are you kidding me? I would With not only be able the to moonlight to guide you oh in a faint like, lights and of a party. And that's without like a creepy murderer maybe being there. And and we're seeing like the mist from the heat of oh. the lake or whatever. I guess I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, it's creepy. So he's like, uh, so he swims a little faster than normal, and then all of a sudden something grabs him and pulls him under, and he's ah, and it cuts ah. to black for a commercial break, and it comes right back. And he's trying to get free and get to the shore. And then suddenly Kiernan pops up beside him and he's like, I got you. I got you. And he helps him to the shore. And supposedly it turns out he was stuck on a fishing line. I don't know where. Uh, where did Kiernan come from? Where did that come from? Like he just came right, out of right. nowhere. I don't understand. I'm like, was that? I mean, that was. I don't know, that was it's really... so weird. It doesn't make sense. Where did you come from? And Emma was there. <laughs> so she obviously saw that Kiernan went into the lake. I don't know. Because she was there with the towel ready for him, you know, and I don't know. So, but everybody's rushing to the shore while, you know, Noah gets out and Audrey gets mad at Emma. It's like, great friends, Emma. Yeah, you I'm already like, you knew, knew this, this already. <laughs> you knew this. <laughs> you knew they were shitty and bullying. And you like, went what? to the party anyway. Uh, whatever. So she escorts Noah off. 
And so the party's over, I guess, by this point. And we go, we cut to uh, Kiernan is dropping Emma off at her house. And they're kind of having this kind of awkward after kiss moment, I guess. And they look over as she's about to get out of the car and they see Sheriff Hudson leaving her house. And he's like, why is my dad at your house? I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. This is like sitcom hijinks. It is. It's kind of, (laughs) oh, you guys could be step siblings at some point. That's creepy. But, you know, it feels a little Gossip girly a little bit with Dan and Serena. You know, the parents, the show Gossip Girl. Um, anyway, so later we see Rachel and Audrey are bonding in a secret meeting on Rachel's terrace swing or whatever. She has this like little porch outside of her. It's like a terrace, I guess. And, they're, you know, Rachel's like, you know, uh, this whole thing with the video and you know, oh, it's so sad. I, I just don't like it. It makes me feel so ugly. And she's hurt by the comments people left. I'm like, oh, Rachel, grow up here. And also, in fairness, she says she goes to a Catholic school, which has got to be harsher when you have a viral video of you making out with a girl. I'll give you that. But you can't even tell who it is in the video for uh, her. True. I agree. Uh, you can see the back of her head and, and slightly like uh, like a quarter of her face. And it's not even that yeah. much. That's like, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. I could see Audrey pretty damn clear, but I wouldn't be able to tell who that girl was. But I guess if they hang around each other enough in public, people are going to know. Sure. Um, But yeah, so Audrey tells her, no, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And they kiss, you know, and, and Audrey's like taking her picture. And she's like, no, stop. I'm not I'm ugly. Uh, no, you're beautiful. And they kiss and, and they pan out as they're making out. And you see someone in that Brandon James mask watching from afar in the backyard. Because their love is too pure for this TV show. Oh, it's too pure. Too, too pure. And Brandon James killer person is going to have to kill. Going to have to, you know. Kill someone. Going to have to do something about it. So the next school day, Noah's walking up to the school and the sheriff stops him. And this is a random interaction. And the sheriff's like, I want to, you know, all about Brandon James, right? You know a lot about him. And he's like, yeah. And he was like, huh. He seems interested to know that, you know, what Noah knows about Brandon James. And he's like, I'm going to be talking to people about this. And then he just walks off. I'm like, what the hell was that? You know what I mean? I I don't know. I feel like a lot of the scenes in this pilot, they were like, we got to get this scene in there. And so it feels a little disjointed. (laughs) It was really weird. And Audrey's like, what were they talking about? And Noah's like, I guess the sheriff's going to question everybody about the, I'm like, duh. (laughs) <laughs> they would normally do that. So they're talking, they walk up, you know, they're at their, his locker at this point, And then Riley shows up and wants to know more about the, t- the quote town horror story or how it would work out if it were a TV show or something. I guess that's what this is leading to. They don't really specify that, but Audrey leaves them to it. And Noah's like, you know, um, you know, leave what you're thinking behind. Who done it may not be the important part of the story. And oh yeah, like, he goes into total like narrator mode again. He goes right back to that meta narrator mode. Yeah, and you think, oh, this episode's almost over because he's doing this, and you're like not quite. But she's like, oh, you mean like why done it? And he says, quote, no, you should forget it's a horror story and that someone might die at every turn. And then he basically brings up all the things that they're noticing as he's that they're walking down the hall, and he says. You see, you have to care if the smoking hot lit teacher seems a little too interested in his female students. I'm like, oh, he's noticing Branson and yeah, Brooke. Is this like an open secret? So people know, apparently, I guess. And then, you know, Jock's walked by. And he goes, you have to care if the team wins the big game. 
you have to care if the smart, pretty girl forgives the dumb jock, Emma and Will, because she's like slamming the locker and walking away from him. And she's like, sounds like Friday Night Lights. And he's like, exactly. You root for them. You love them. So when they are brutally murdered, it hurts. I mean, I get it. But again, it's just the writers trying to tell us to care about these things. Hey, care about this. Hey, care about when these it's people. Like, I have no investment in these shitty people. <laughs> Riley shitty. seems like the only person with feelings. And Noah is the only one who's getting like a character to him. That's true. <laughs> and Emma's just like the one that gets dumped on the whole time. <laughs> well, Emma's not a very good person because she also do- isn't much of a person. I Like that's the vibe I get from she's her. She's just reactionary. She's just like she has not even started to figure out who she is and like she has these friends and she has this life and she's like, Oh, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. If you think about it. You know, if you have a mom who has this secret background, you know, she's kept a lot of secrets and Emma probably noticed <laughs> after a while. Oh my so gosh. Like, who of can course. I trust? I can't and even like, trust my own mother. You know, I can't for get sure. close to her. I can't even get close to these friends of mine. So well, maybe she that's why pick, she's like the worst them. people. She used to be close with Audrey. Exactly. Like, so she moved uh, see, away from the person she was close to because Right. You know, I think Emma became like a worse person and is maybe now like, oh, this person's not good and these people suck. And took, like which is very teenage. Like that's what you should be doing, probably. Right. It took somebody's death for her to notice, I guess. I don't know. Which is or maybe good. Kiernan arriving on the scene. No. Bound check a wow wow. Um <laughs> So now we're going to Audrey's room where Emma just shows up unexpected. It's a random it's scene. It's so weird. I'm like, wait, <laughs> is school over now? Like, it feels like in the middle of the day. It just cuts right to it. And she's like, I couldn't sleep last night. And under and Audrey wonders, you know, what that has to do with her. And she goes, it has to do with this, Emma says. And oh, excuse me, she didn't say that. <laughs> Let me go back. I read, I misread what I, my, my, my uh, note here. This is what the wine does. Um, <laughs> she goes, it has to do with us. And then Audrey's like, there is no us anymore. And that's when Emma like says, you know what? I have to confess something. I was there when Nina filmed you guys kissing. And we you didn't- suck. And she didn't stop her. And Audrey gets mad, rightfully yeah. so. Why would you tell her this? I'm like, why are you doing this? And why are you just out of the blue? Like, Right. I'm going to show hey, up. Let me. And just do this and just show up in your house. Unexpected, Let me ruin un- your uninvited. day again. So Audrey's like, you know, you, I don't like you. You just want to be friends with me out of guilt. And she calls her yeah. a bitch and storms out. I'm like, why did you storm out of your own room? Why didn't you tell her to get the hell out of your house? <laughs> that felt weird. I was like, tell her to get the hell out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma's like, apparently has now left the house and she's walking home and it's this weird grayscale look. I guess it's supposed to be nighttime because it's filmed like a movie from the fifties when something's supposed to yeah. take place at night, but it's actually filmed during the day and they want to make it look like it's at night. Do you notice what I'm saying? Yeah. It got a little, I mean, maybe that was like some homage to a movie that we don't know. I guess. I don't know if you know what that is audience, please tell us. So Emma's walking home. She's crying and she gets a phone call. Hello, Emma. And she's like, who's this? A friend. Sorry, I'm not in the mood. And she's going to hang up. He goes, why are you crying? And then she stops. What? I hate to see you so sad. Are you watching me? Is that Stalking. What? And he's like, it's what you want, right? On Instagram and Facebook, perfect smiles and perfect life. But I know the truth. 
And she's like, who the hell is this? I'm the one that's going to lift the mask. And then I guess she hangs up or he hangs up. <laughs> it's something I don't know just- what the fuck that's about because like, okay, yeah, they uploaded a video to a social media website at the beginning, but it's not like Emma's been all about Instagram. I know. I'm like, wait, what? I don't understand. Like they, they haven't been like posting pictures of themselves this they whole didn't. episode. It's like they wanted to like- establish something at the very end of the episode that they did not establish in the beginning and... Whatever. Right, like, what is this person mad about? Why are you calling me? I don't know. So, and then it cuts to Noah is now on the phone with Riley, who wants to know, quote, how it ends. And as he's talking, we're seeing things like Jake deleting the videos of Nina from his computer. So apparently th- he has all these videos of her, like, undressing and dancing around in her room. And we see that Emma's, you know, on her uh, coming home and looking over her shoulder and off to the side. Maybe somebody's watching her. And he's telling Riley that everyone has secrets and tells lies and everyone is fair game till there's no one left. And then he hangs up the phone. And as he does, he kind of brushes his hair off of his forehead. And as he does, somehow he leaves a streak of blood on his forehead. And you're like, "Uh oh, there's blood on his hands. (laughs) And then blackout the end. Woo. You okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's that's the end of the pilot episode of Scream, aka Red Roses, which I don't know what that means. That doesn't even make sense. I know. I don't know why it's called Red Roses, I, but okay. I feel like that's a clue though that tells us that this went through many iterations, and I think that's why this pilot episode feels kind of disjointed and mm-hmm. exposition heavy. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to put roses in there. No, we're going to call their Daisy, not Rose. Right. And then we're going to have the carved wooden hearts instead of roses or daisies. And there's not going to be roses in the box. There's going to be a heart (laughs) or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. And maybe now that is very strange. Why is it called that? I don't know. But it's interesting. I would like to know. So if anybody from the Scream cast or the Scream writing team, if we haven't pissed you off by this point, (laughs) um, go ahead and, you know, tweet at us or uh, Instagram me and let us know what was the deal with the quote Red Roses title. We would love to know this. I would really appreciate it. It would be interesting. Seems more likely we might get sent like a cow heart in the mail oh, as please a response no. to this episode. I'm not giving my address to just random people. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think we've made anyone who likes the show or produced the show happy. No, they haven't. They're not. Uh, but you know what, though? I will say this. I do love this show. At least the first two seasons and the Halloween special. The, the original cast, the original storyline, love it. I never saw season three because I heard it was, uh, and I've, I've never dared to go venture into it. So... I, you know, maybe one day I will. I think it's only like six episodes long. I started it and I had to abandon it. And Is like it that's that a bad? whole other discussion. It's not just that it's that bad. It's also that like having a high school serial killer in a predominantly black high school is like a really interesting conversation. And I think they needed to be more thoughtful about it. I know. And considering it was like produced by Queen Latifah. I just, and, I don't think it was handled well. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And you know, what's really sad. The showrunner of it is somebody who's a, a head writer or showrunner for like the originals and legacies. 
which we love oh. the originals. I know you do, and I like legacies. I do, but I will say if we ever wanted to have like a high-level discussion of how the Vampire Diaries and how the originals treats race and class, it would be fascinating because there's a lot to talk about there. We might need to get somebody <laughs> like a scholar in on that because That's true. <laughs> because I would probably say the wrong thing and I would want somebody to correct me and you know put me in my place. So <laughs> I'm just saying I have long had very amateur theories about the werewolves being like a specific minority class reflecting like poor white people in Louisiana and like I just have a whole lot of thoughts <laughs> well I do love I mean, getting off the top onto the topic of the vampire sure. diaries I love how the vampire diaries starts off predominantly all white and then you get to the originals and you got like a lot more black characters in there it and is then, Louisiana <laughs> yeah but then you get to legacies and all of a sudden you got like you know a, a good group of like Asian Hispanic and, oh, nice. and black characters mixed in into the school. So it's like each each series, they grew a little bit more diverse, which I liked. So See, I will give I them that. I think there's, we could have, I could talk for like two hours about diversity and representation and how they handle like differences in these shows. And yeah, exactly. And and to say to this, of this show, of Scream, the series, there's no diversity until season two. And it's very little. And of it's, course, it follows the classic slasher tropes of what happens to the diverse characters yeah where is this even set like i I, guess it's california i guess see i assumed california too but i also kind of feel like it's supposed to be that like anywhere usa yeah lakewood it's kind of it didn't feel like anywhere partly because it's so white (laughs) it's so white it is very white like it is like very rich and everybody seems kind of the same, except for poor Riley, who's like, hopefully not a token, because she's a real character. But like, eh. yeah, she's the only minority character. I forgot about. Yeah, I don't even you know, that's the thing. She's such a token and such a small character in this. You're like, you know, you're like, oh, this does not looking good for you. <laughs> yeah, And uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's say she doesn't make it to the very end. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. Oh, well. But anyway, yes. Like I, you were saying you like the show the first two seasons. Exactly. And I, I think if it weren't called Scream, I would also come to it differently. I wouldn't be comparing it to Scream, like the brand or yeah. like my expectations of that. And what's funny is that from when I when before the Scream requel came out this year in 2022, <laughs> um, I don't know. If, did you go see it, by the way? Not yet. OK, well, I'm not going to spoil anything. So but before it came out, I remember they were saying, hey, we're going to set up this movie and it's going to be a possible backdoor into a new version of the Scream TV series, which will be more oh. of a spinoff of the movies. And oh, so I went, huh. interesting. So they might kind of, I guess, reboot or requel the, you know, the TV show and not be about Brandon James. But then I got so involved in the damn Brandon James storyline. <laughs> I want them to officially close it out because they they don't really. They kind of do, but they don't. And mm. so it's like, what? what? And they get a good actor in later on to play Emma's, you know, father. No spoilers. I'm not going to say who it is, but we're, <laughs> we do see Emma's father at some point and we get to see, you know, I'm like, oh, I like this guy, you know, and he's somebody well, that I think a lot of people like. So 
I, I kind of really wish they would go back and do more with this, but now these actors are way too old unless they do like the post college years <laughs> at this point. Well, I think part of the show, what I guess I have a hard time with is they start us with new mythology and brand new characters. Like there's That's nothing true. to attach to where you're like, Oh, there's something familiar here. Well, you get the, the, the familiar or you're tr- trying to do the familiar character of Randy with Noah. They're trying, trying. to. And then but- they, you know, you have the, the, the quote, Sydney, the hurt girl with the single parent. Who's, but you know, she's not even like traumatized by anything in particular. Emma. That's true. That's true. But she's still kind of, you know, but she's still actually she's been hurt by something, you know, all the sure. time. And, you know, you have the self-absorbed friends you have, which they are in the screen movies are a little self-absorbed, you know, a little, but they're way worse here. Oh, they are. They're really, they're really bad. <laughs> and, you know, you have a, you have a sheriff character, which this one seems a little more with it than not Dewey. at all like Dewey, not, not even at all. a little bit like Dewey. <laughs> And um, which, you know what, by the way, um, he was played by the sheriff as Jason Wiles. And he was in a lot of stuff before this. He was in Third Watch for one thing. I know that. But he was also I think he was in an God, I want to say he was in a video, a music video for somebody. And is it stabbing westward or maybe I'm wrong? I have no idea. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of something else. He was in something else where he had long hair, I think, or maybe he showed up on. 90210 or something. I don't. Yeah, he was. He was on 90210 for like a season. His name was Colin. The Robbins. original. The Be- Beverly Hills 90210. Yes. <laughs> I think he may- maybe dated Kelly or something. I don't know, but yeah, I knew him from something before, and I was like, oh, that dude. I know that guy. I love when they make the sheriff somebody I knew from a past show. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did that with Teen Wolf too. Um, anyway. So thank you again for, you know, joining me, Orlean. I appreciate it. I'm a little tipsy from this wine now. Um, <laughs> again, if you want to try this wine, it is Seven Deadly Zins. It's a good Zinfandel. I've, I've already uh, uh, established that with my uh, my my talking, I guess. it was. It's a 2018. Ooh, Ooh. it's vintage now. Um, <laughs> yeah, go have a drink and party like you're at the Brandon James Creepy Lake. Do it, but you know, don't go to the Brandon James Creepy Lake. Just don't do it. Don't go in the lake. Don't go in the lake. Don't do it. Especially at night. No more river ghosts. <laughs> well, we still don't know. Is Brandon James a creepy river ghost or is he still alive and murdering people? We don't know. We know that his mask still exists and it looks vaguely like a humanoid ghost face. Vaguely. <laughs> but he could be like haunting the river. Ooh. Ooh. Watch along with us, folks, and until next time, we'll come back with new Scream. <sighs> Again, you can catch me and Orlean. Orlean is at Spooky Orlean on Instagram and Twitter, and her podcast is Spooky and Strange. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on Twitter or TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye.